0: I was glad when they said unto me, we will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 65 Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem.
1: Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come.
0: My misdeeds prevail against me, O be thou merciful unto our sins.
1: Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and receivest unto thee, He shall dwell in thy court, and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even of thy holy temple.
0: Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation, thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of them that remain in the broad sea.
1: Who in his strength setteth fast the mountains, and is girded about with power.
0: Who stilleth the raging of the sea and the noise of his waves, and the madness of the peoples.
1: They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens. Thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee.
0: Thou visitest the earth and blessest it. Thou makest it very plenteous.
1: The river of God is full of water. Thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth.
0: Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain and blessest the increase of it.
1: Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness.
0: They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side.
1: The folds shall be full of sheep, The valleys also shall stand so thick with corn that they shall laugh and sing.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: We get into the seventh chapter of the first book of Samuel. Then the men of Kiraz-Jerim took came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Dimmadam on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjathjearim a long time. It was there twenty years, and all the house of the Lord lamented. All the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, "If you return to the Lord with all your hearts," And put away the foreign gods and the ashterets from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord, and serve Him only, and He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the balls and asteriths, and served the Lord only. Samuel said, "Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you." So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. And They fasted that day and said there. We have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel, and when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a loud thunder over the, upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel. The men of Israel went out of Mizpah, and pursued the Philistines, and drove them back as far as below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they did not come any more into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hand of the Philistines. Also there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year on a circuit, to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Here end of the first lesson.
0: praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the 22nd verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you then than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? If you are not then able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nation of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourself money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
0: Here ends the second lesson. O God, make clean our hearts within us.
1: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as pass man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by Thy governance, may be righteous in Thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord.
1: Amen. Good
3: morning to all. Our lesson from First Samuel this morning uh, tells of sort of the uh, ascendancy of Samuel as a leader and a sort of national renewal. And it says in the beginning verses of the chapter that, that you remember, the ark came back from the Philistines. People were all excited, but then they kind of presumed to look into the ark, and the Lord broke out. There were some consequences for their mishandling, their casual handling of the presence of God, and all of a sudden they became afraid, didn't know what to do with it. So they took the ark and put it under the safekeeping of somebody who would... Just hold on to it and be willing to, you know, risk the danger of, of having the ark there. And um, and Israel laments. And, and what it, it, this illustrates is that when you're going to have a renewal, Israel, the Philistines conquered Israel, and Eli and his sons were judged because they they were not faithful to, to God in, in handling the ark. And then they wanted to bring the ark into battle as a kind of magic uh, charm to help them. Uh, I got the garbage truck coming. Bad time. Uh, There's a kind of magic charm to win in the battle, and then it goes down to the Philistines, and then the ark comes back, and they are all t- have this temporary excitement, but they still don't, you know. And and but they mishandle the ark, and God breaks out. And to have a real renewal, this chapter shows us you have to really reflect on what you've done to distance yourself from God. And so Samuel says, okay. You know, they say pray pray to God for us. He says, "Okay, well, take all your idols and get rid of them." <laughs> and 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 then and there's a period of time of renewal where they take the idols away, they renew their hearts to the Lord, and then they're ready to go out into battle. And and um, the battle is interesting uh, because in in the language of this, um, they go to battle, but the Lord wins it. He thunders, and this echoes a verse of Hannah's song. In chapter two, where the Lord thunders against his adversaries, and so the battle is portrayed as entirely God fighting for them. But the idolatry we should note in the Old Testament—the way I think we can understand the application of Old Testament idolatry, the Baals and the asterisks, is that the kind of idea that prevailed was that that you know they believed in God as as their overall God, but they, but these other their belief in the Canaanite sort of view of life and and the ancient, is that you might have had gods, a god of the valley and a god of the hills. And so if you lived in a certain area, you might believe in the Lord, but you had to kind of do the things necessary for this localized deity if your crops were gonna grow and prosper. So when people fell into this idolatry, they'd believe in the Lord, but they'd make compromises locally because they thought they had to do that to get by with these local deities and for us i think the likeness is in our lives from as we believe in jesus as lord but you know at work or in this other area of life and relational area well to really make it there i got to i i've got to kind of make some compromises make a certain sacrifice to the the god of convenience or pleasure or whatever to get by and this is how our lives get Get like Israel, where we, you know, believe in God, but we find ourselves kind of anxious and tied up, and and God is somehow curiously distant because all of these little localized idolatries, you know, distance God from us because we're, our our lives are not open to Him, and this sort of ties into the lesson. Uh, in in Luke about being don't be anxious. It it sounds a little idealistic, you know, don't worry about anything. Just, you know, seek the kingdom. But it's a really practical piece of advice because most of the anxiety people feel in our world is because they've embraced the the secular idea that everything is to be assessed in monetary terms. And so we have to pursue economic gain. And then in that in that framework, we see God as the one we pray to, oh, Lord, help us you know, to, to be successful here and there. And Jesus is saying we need this needs to be turned around. That's a, that's an upside down way of living. The first thing we do is, is worship God. That's the first mark of justice. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So we give our glory to God and worship to God first. Worship God. God, in the first day of the week, we gather for the Eucharist. We begin the day in prayer to remember he is God. And then seeking first doesn't mean, you know, just praying all day. You have work to do. But it means as you do the work, you seek to do it, you know, to the best of your ability to give glory to God. You make sure that what you do is actually good. You're concerned about the people around you. So the love for God flows over into seeking the good of the neighbor and as we our lives begin to be oriented around devotion to God and then service to those in his name as we're doing our work the actual details of which you know how are different from life to life all of a sudden the anxiety of life begins to recede and the peace of God begins to to take a greater foothold and oh by the way things kind of work out better you know our our work we're more single minded in our work and things seem to go well and and, uh, you know, most companies, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, challenges in a secular world. But most companies like someone who, who who's, whose work is focused on cert- doing good for everybody, doing the best job they can possibly do. And so this is the reordering of our lives that we have to do. So it's not like be not anxious, like, OK, I'm not going to be anxious, I'm not going to be anxious. It is the idea that the the compromised way of life that that seeks after finances first and how I'm going to solve this problem first and then ask God to come in creates anxiety. The reordered pattern of life where we worship God first, we place him first, we begin our lives in that prayer and then our lives flow out of that prayer into the work we do then gradually the peace of God begins to supplant the anxiety of the world and we find out that God actually provides for us. It's his good pleasure, as he says, as Jesus says in Luke's gospel, to give us the kingdom. He thoughts about today's lessons?
0: O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind body or state and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, the King Eternal, who dividest the day from the darkness and turnest the shadow of death into the morning, drive far off from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep thy law, and guide our feet into the way of peace that, having done thy will with cheerfulness while it was day, we may, when the night cometh, rejoice to give thee thanks, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in this morning. Thank you to Chris and to Bishop Scarlett and to Joel. Hope you all have a wonderful start to your day. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you, you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. day, everybody. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.